0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grade Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Playoff Pat, Playoff Pat Corrine. Here <laughs> we are going to be talking playoff best ball structure strategy. You know, I um I've been in these drafts, Pat, and it used to be that I would go click through and I would look at the other teams drafting against me on the Dog App and like. One or two of the other teams would just be dead. They they would not have created a lineup that could have five guys active in the Super Bowl. Not really that way right now. Doesn't mean it's not beatable, but it does mean you gotta draft. Um you gotta draft a little better, the way the way it's structured right now.
1: Yeah, so th- these playoff best ball tournaments um I didn't fire at them that much last year, but Sacrilegious, who wrote a really good article on Legendary Upside uh, on how to attack these these uh these drafts was just pointing out that last year, like two, three drafters in a room would like draft teams that literally did not meet the requirements of this format to win, which is that, you know, you need to have to have any real chance of winning. You need to advance a team that has at least one quarterback, one running back two wide receiver slash tight ends at a flex into the Super Bowl. You have to have those players live. Ideally, you'd have more than just the minimum live, you know, because you're, you're trying to score the most points in that round. Uh, and it's a 400 person final this year, so getting like a full lineup through is obviously like absolutely essential. Um, but you're you do still see uh teams that aren't building teams live for first, you're definitely seeing less, and I think we've there's just been more content uh, around it this year, I think, and sure. kind of sinking through. I also think that. Whenever something like this launches, it sometimes takes the field like a year or two. Like people learn by doing, kind of thing. I'm like, oh, it's actually really important to draft to win this tournament in the Super Bowl, not just kind of important. And I think there's always a bias towards wanting to make sure your team's advance. So the the thing that the field I think and and newer drafters are always fighting is, what if this team doesn't get out of round one? So shouldn't I draft Mike Evans on this team? It's like. Maybe, but often you'd be better off tacking on, like, Marcus Paul to Scantling.
0: What, uh So what happened for me last year was I uh, i actually did get two teams through in different contests, one in the Big and one in something I can't remember that had eligible five-man lineups with Chiefs and Eagles. Very hard to do, by the way. It was extremely right. hard to advance. Um, and... This year, I think the complexities are a little bit different because the NFC is so strong that I don't think the 49ers are just going to cakewalk into the Super Bowl. So I think you can feel better about drafting five-man Eagles teams or whatever. Whereas like last year, the strategy for me was I I want as many combinations and permutations of five-man Eagles and Chiefs teams that can get to the Super Bowl. So that, you know, whatever... Whatever, if that's the the a priori strategy, you gotta you gotta activate after that. I think this year is harder because the NFC is harder, and the two best teams in the AFC are gonna have to win four games to get there. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, assuming the Bills even make the playoffs at this point, which is like probably gonna happen, but de- definitely not a lock. Like the the Bills can still miss the playoffs, which is like that is a crazy interesting wrinkle in the strategy.
1: It is, and I I also think like just having followed the NFL for a while, like what's more NFL than the Bills winning out, getting in, and then like dropping a game to the Jaguars or something,
0: or to, <laughs> like to the Browns, yeah,
1: <laughs> to the Browns, yeah, that, that's like the most NFL thing of like because you know they're they're in the playoffs now, and they they like they're gonna have to win like basically eight playoff games. Yeah, Uh, to get every
0: that is a just imagine the stress in that building. Like imagine the stress those guys feel practicing every single day. Like it's got to it's can't be that fun of a place to work for them right now.
1: No, and like keeping keeping that up for like two months has got to be very very difficult. So yeah, I mean the Bills obviously they look awesome right now, and uh, they're a team that you know I think is an interesting one. In these tournaments, because they keep getting more expensive, and I expect them to win this week, so the prices are going to go up again. I expect them to win the week after; the prices will probably go up again. Um, and so, you know, I've I've had I mixed them in last week with the expectation that they would, you know, if they won, the prices would rise a lot, which has happened. Um, and now I'm I'm trying to mix them in some this week, but it is difficult. Um, it's it's difficult to get to get your bills because people are taking, you know, it's like McCaffrey out of the one spot and then digs and allen at the 2 3 turn is a pretty common start right now which which I, i'm fine with but i don't want to like hammer that
0: so let's let's start here what are your three teams that in any given draft you are most hoping to have exposure to in in order for me it would be San Francisco Dallas and then the Chiefs which is very hard to pull off it's a little bit easier to do the Chiefs this year, obviously, because you're not having to plan for the first round by that has not been in the entire history of playoff best ball that has never been the case before. The Chiefs have always had a first round by; they're not going to have it this year. But obviously, their offense is also worse and a little bit more fragmented, right? I mean, outside of Rice, like, I mean, you, I guess, in a sense, it makes it easier because you can end every draft with Noah Gray, like mm-hmm. Richie James, whoever, and that gives you a guy who's going to be live in the Super Bowl. And then the 49ers being far and away the team that is number one in Super Bowl odds also makes it difficult because they have five players who score points. They have five players who score points. And then you get into Juwan Jennings, Eli Mitchell, and Jordan Mason. And I guess, honestly, Kyle Juszczyk in a 49ers stack is probably yeah. a pretty good 10th round pick because, I mean, you, you like that sounds stupid, but if you're in it's a 400-person final and you took Kyle Juszczyk with your 10th round pick and the nine other people in the final who have complete rosters they took Jordan Mason and Jordan Mason doesn't get a touch and Kyle Uschek gets one catch for 4 yards like you just won because you you got Kyle Uschek one catch for 4 yards it's like it's like that niche of a game
1: the other thing with the 49ers is that it's going to be difficult to advance them right like they're they're all expensive and there aren't ancillary pieces that really have much value so like you know if the chiefs were locked into the buy you could say i'm going to take my homes you know i'm gonna skip kelsey take my homes i won't get pacheco i won't get rice but then you know i'll be able to like tack on all these chiefs late that don't cost me anything but you they're kind to, of you my super take bowl Noah Bet. gray
0: richie james and mbs and you'll have guys who at least are on the field in a potential super bowl
1: Justin Watson. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, Kadarius Tony, like, you're going to get the like, list there's... is
0: literally endless. You could draft 10 guys and you'd be like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kaleida Ritzelare is who you need. You literally get yeah, Jarek McKinnon.
1: Like, there's tons of dudes. So you could build these teams that were like really strong with advancing. Like, if it was reversed, right? The Chiefs have a buy, the 49ers don't. You could just like hammer 49ers early. You could get, all the Chiefs late, it'd be much easier, but getting 49ers through to the Super Bowl and specifically out of round one is gonna be hard. Now, two out of out of the six teams in each draft advance. So it's not it's not gonna be as hard as it was last year, where I believe it was one out of six. So, you know, there's there's less risk of, of not advancing, but still you got to figure out um, you know, what other team are you gonna stack up? The Lions, the the Jaguars, you know, and you've got people in here that are like going naked golf on Hertz, today, on Hertz and stuff like that you're still seeing plenty of weird stuff so, so it can what, be a what little I
0: difficult. do what I do my um my back door on all these teams so like I t- I did one um like a, like a 49ers back door or a Lamar back door is I will so if it's if it's Purdy I'll take Lawrence because I'm like I'm pretty sure the Jaguars are gonna make the playoffs i mean it's it's a little bit fraught right now the texans uh cj stroud being banged up makes that a little bit more possible and i mean who like literally who knows with the colts i can't i'm not gonna draft the Colts because the thing is is you don't want to take a a guy that you think literally has zero percent super bowl equity i think the jaguars have like i don't know two percent super bowl equity or something like that you know it's very low but it's a lot higher than the colts or the browns I don't even think the Lions have any Super Bowl equity honestly. Like they're just so Jared Goff is not winning a road playoff game against the 49ers, the Eagles or the Cowboys. It's not it's just not happening. Like
1: no. And he has to win two, he has to win two road playoff games.
0: Right? I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying theoretically, you put that guy in an NFC conference championship like it's just not happening. Like maybe, maybe they get one crazy fluke result, like the way the Jaguars got the fluke result against the Chargers last year, but they're not, he's not getting all the way there. But that
1: one fluke result would be it's pretty so sweet. Yes. yes. Cause you get, you get Jared Goff. Cause you're not drafting Jared Goff. I mean, I have, I think, cause I've gotten sniped and you just have to build some weird stuff and just be like, this is a weird reality I'm living in now, but, right. sure. but you know, you just kind of build it out. But the, you know the their odds of actually making the nfc championship game aren't terrible and then you've got a really strong chance of advancing to the super bowl once they do that because you're going to have a lot of players live and the lions are a fun team because they're fairly concentrated and they're all fairly cheap you gotta you gotta make the decision pretty early on Amon Ra. um yeah, I've not, not I've not
0: taken Amon Ra- Ross uh, Amon Ra- St. Brown one time. I just like I think that the Super Bowl equity is too, and I haven't taken Tyreek one time either. Because I'm not taking a lot of Tyreek. The the Super Bowl equity I think is just too low. I think if you're gonna spend one of your first twenty picks, you've got to feel very, and you you got to just feel a pretty high degree of confidence that that guy is going to be playing in the final game where all the money is it's it's like it's the week 17 is all that matters thesis but like actually but but actually but, but like matters. actually it's all that matters <laughs> literally yeah
1: yeah although yeah. I think I think I'm is a pretty decent pick I think he's a better pick than Tyreek right now because uh, he's just much less expensive and you pair him with Ravens or 49ers right he's your how do I advance these these stacks I mean if you lose Amon Ra out of week one, that, that hurts you for sure. But they have a legit chance to win in the first round. And sure. even if you don't get them through, if you then have 49ers and Ravens coming, uh, and, and Amon Ra at least did his job to get you to round two, then you start to feel pretty good because lots of 49ers and Ravens stacks are going to be eliminated after round one. And he, I think is one of the I mean he's a nice way to to try to get those those teams through. And then also golf is also just a very natural, fairly cheap second quarterback to pair with the Purdy or Lamar stuff.
0: Yeah. So I think uh let's so with the 49ers, how are you trying to build with the 49ers? Because the 49ers are interesting in a couple ways. They're in they have the best Super Bowl equity. They're not gonna play in week one. I, I think they're. I, I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but like they're not going to play. And I think even if they lose the Ravens game, they're like huge favorites. Um, and they don't have the tertiary pieces that you're really wanting to add. And like, I mean, I think you should earmark one of your eight, nine, ten picks on underdog for check Elijah Mitchell, Juwan Jennings, like one of them, just because it's such a numbers got a game. A lot of
1: Juwan Jennings. <laughs> yeah,
0: got a lot of Juwan Jennings, and I I think you I think you should line it up that way. But you need to be pretty careful with what you're doing, You know, like let's say you start Debo Purdy, which is far and away my number one most combination thus far. What are you doing in the middle rounds?
1: well, I, I was doing a decent amount of Jaguars, but i I'm getting a little bit nervous about that. Um looking at the New York Times model, they they have the Jaguars only sixty nine percent chance to make the playoffs. yeah, so that's that's not ideal. I feel better about. Doing it with the Lions, as I mentioned, because they're definitely going to make the playoffs. Um, and they're very likely going to win the division. So um they're they're kind of like a they, they pair pretty well. I think the other thing is bills. I mean, bills are, it's getting more difficult to do with the 49ers, but that was one. Uh, and if you can still pull it off, I mean that's that's pretty fun. Um to get like the the idea of the bills is like they storm through uh on the afc side but they play every round and so we're talking about you know a high scoring team really strong chances of of getting you through they're also they're pretty deep you know in the sense that like you can get gabe davis and kincaid later in the draft you can tack on a latavius Latavius Murray. murray yeah you can tack on a khalil shakir um so they're both like powerful and kind of deep. You don't need to grab every single piece. The Bills only have a 63% chance to make the playoffs according to this. But I do, the thing I like about the Bills is like if they get in, all of a sudden you're like, oh man, whereas if the Jaguars get in, right. okay, you know, that's good. But um, all of a sudden I think the Bills are like much stronger picks than the Jaguars just because they had their Super Bowl odds once they actually make the playoffs are so much stronger. Um, but I will say like, I was pretty nervous about trying to pair the 49ers and the Ravens, just because it's like, God, it's going to be so hard to get these teams through round one. But Sacrilegious has been drafting a lot of those uh, teams together, and it it's made me reconsider that and, and actually start to think maybe it's actually really sharp to, to try to get 49ers and Ravens together, because we are going to be subject to reality <laughs> here if the ravens and the 49ers make the super bowl like you did last year you're going to really want to have teams that that built for that most likely scenario so and i
0: did it i remember i did it mostly with jaguars players because they were they were relatively they were relatively cheap like a lot of my teams that advanced live chief stacks and live eagle stacks were paired with the jaguars. So like, I de- really, I mean, I kind of guess the the I, the exercise should be identifying teams that are pretty live to win as a touchdown underdog in the first round of the playoffs.
1: And every time this conversation comes up when we do legendary upside content, Daniel Raz immediately brings up the Browns, which I think is kind of one of those teams like they have an elite defense Uh, they're willing to like pass the Joe Flacco's not been good, but they're willing to pass the ball a little bit. Um, like I don't think they'll like roll over now that they have a little bit of confidence in, in their quarterback, they could, they could pull off an upset in round one.
0: I mean, they do have the, they do have the great defense. I just like, I don't know, man. That, 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 like, I can sell myself on it intellectually, but when it comes to start pressing the buttons, like, I don't know if I can click Joe Flacco or Amari Cooper or Jerome Ford or whoever. Because, again, on a lot of these teams, I would prefer to tack on the Super Bowl equity of like Kenneth Gainwell or Quez Watkins or yep. Kyle Yuzchek or whoever, like, which sounds insane, right? It's, 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 it's kind of, um, You kind of get sticker shock when you're drafting and being like, I just took Richie James in the 10th round instead of Justin Jefferson on this team, right? (laughs) Like it it, it goes against kind of everything that you've come to know. I I actually think it's more helpful to think of it as like a a betting game or like some sort of like survivor pool, like, you know, just that element of strategy as opposed to a fantasy game. I, I really do.
1: Yeah, I mean, the you want to be primarily thinking about this through the chances that these players are going to make the conference championship at least, right? If not the Super Bowl, then you want to be thinking about who's likely to make the conference championship um, because you want to be able to have a team that has advanced uh, four players to – or so, sorry, you want to have a, a team that, I mean, ideally has all of your players live. In the conference championship round, because you've got you've correctly predicted the four teams that make the conference championship game. And then you're like, all right, no matter what happens, I'm gonna be sitting pretty here in the Super Bowl. Um obviously that's hard to do, but the the team level equity is, is just so important. But I think you could make a case that the first three picks of the draft should be Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk like I
0: yeah yeah I think I I think I would agree with that I think that uh I I have not updated rankings yet for this week but that is how I think that is how I would do it yeah
1: but you're not I mean so and that's close to happening Ayuk Ayuk might flip CD here soon and Debo just flipped uh flip CD in our rankings. I know poor, um, poor
0: Pete. We can't get him. We can't get him on board with Debo. I'm I'm praying for him. I'm praying for him. He, <laughs> he remains, he remains steadfast team. Iuke. And, um you know, I just, I'm thinking about him always. I want, I want good things to happen to Peter.
1: <laughs> well, the next thing that happens is it goes McCaffrey, Debo, then Iuke flip, flip CD. And then Purdy is going to end up flipping. And then, you know, then we'll see how high Kittle can go. But I mean, the, you you want these 49ers and you you can get them as bringbacks. I think when we put together uh we have this tool over at Legendary Upside that, that is like a dynamic rankings tool. And when we're putting it together, one of the interesting things is you're using it is that you know it's very happy for you to have like a, you know a Brandon and IU, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Like it likes that. You know, it the the 49ers as bringbacks are pretty damn powerful. If you can also manage to get 49er stack at this point which is getting harder to do and then advance that stack i mean i actually think like one of the biggest advantages in the tournament is going to be people that drafted with the 49ers as if they were going to get the buy back when you could just stack them up which i didn't do enough of i i I drafted like they weren't going to have the buy so i have a bunch of dead purdy stacks that won't get through round round one but those teams are going to be hell to deal with
0: (laughs) It's, it's such, um I mean, the Chiefs not having the buy is such an interesting wrinkle. Now, you could, I mean, you definitely could argue Chiefs ADPs actually might, well, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Rice, and Pacheco might be inflated relative to what their actual Super Bowl odds are just because the market is so accustomed to the Chiefs winning a bunch of playoff games and being in the Super Bowl, but, you know, like. They stink, dude. I it's it it does it is kind of one of those things where I'm like all the big games that the Chiefs have played this year, I guess outside of the Dolphins game, they have just played so poorly. I mean, I'm not going to make this argument. I'm not going to be doing this in my personal play. My number 2 exposure teams are the 49ers and the Chiefs, but you could make an argument that well, and it's so easy to draft 49ers and Chiefs together that those are probably going to be really popular permutations. Mm-hmm. But you could definitely make an argument that fading the Chiefs like in your portfolio would be good. I'm not going to make it, but someone could.
1: You could make that argument. Um I don't think we're we're pretty high on the Chiefs even because the Chiefs are let's see. Super Bowl odds wise, they're to win the Super Bowl according to the Upshot model. That's, although, you know, it is interesting that that's what they give the Dolphins as well. So I've I've been kind of struggling with the Dolphins because you have to take Tyreek so early. Um, There's also, I think the fact that Mostert and Achan are both viable actually is a problem for trying to build the Dolphins because it's like this extra kind of floating player that someone can go oh i have purdy i'll take a chan and tua and you're like dude i'm trying to build this tyreek Waddle mostert thing and now i can't now i don't have tua what the hell um because i think two is a viable single quarterback like you could right. do you could do a dolphins bill i mean they have a 10 percent chance to win the super bowl so and they're not going to likely play in round one so you pair them with 49ers and cowboys you know or cowboys and eagles or whatever you're like all right this is this could be a very fun super bowl team uh but you get sniped a lot when you try to build tua Um, so i've i'm underweight dolphins right now just as sort of part of the dynamics of the draft landscape which is i think another really interesting part about these tournaments is that every week is like a different adp environment and you kind of got to draft within that environment what are the spots that really make sense to attack which teams are kind of your fades for that week at those prices well the prices are going to shift a ton uh the following week so you can kind of treat each week as like its own little time capsule even though you're going to be building out a portfolio but it's it's tricky because you're like i don't know what next week is going to bring i would like it to bring really good dolphins prices because that's a like a team I don't really want to be like hard fading, but I haven't really enjoyed the the prices that I'm getting this week.
0: I'm actually pretty comfortable with a hard fade on the Miami <laughs> dolphins. Yeah. Like a, I, I the think defense like, is
1: pretty solid.
0: Like, Oh yeah. I mean, like, I don't think they, I just don't, I don't see the dolphins beating the Ravens, the chiefs or the bills, you know? And that was what, yeah. necess- like doing a allocating a big chunkier portfolio to Tyreek Waddle, to a whatever a chain and most are a little bit more stomachable at their at their current prices i just i just would like every time a dolphin is there i'd pretty much just want to take a raven or a chief or a cowboy you know or an eagle you know because that i guess we haven't even really talked about the eagles the eagles they're the they're the by the by the dip team right now no like people are like uh like I don't think it hurts the only eagle that goes in the first 6 picks right now you know and it's like AJ
1: Brown's on the borderline and you can double them up at the the 1 2 turn easily And that enough. feels
0: that feels like a real edge to just be like if someone was like I'm just going to go into every draft and and it's kind of funny how these things work as a portfolio, but, like, if you said, oh, I'm just going to ignore the 49ers and just load the fuck up on four rounds of Jalen Hurts tush-pushing his way to the Super Bowl, you might have a... butt Because when the best teams, when teams with real chances of winning the Super Bowl are not the one seed, that is when you can start to, like, you could advance, like... Of your you could advance 75 of your 150 teams if you if you get that right. You know, if the Eagles come in week one uh in in the wild card round and just absolutely shove and then they end up beating the 49ers in the NFC conference championship game. Like that's setting you up. You have to play exploitatively to do it, but you got like you can you could just advance so many teams that way.
1: I agree. Yeah, I think that's what makes the Bills so interesting to me, because you have this thing where like the field is not, I don't think, properly accounting for the fact that they might miss the playoffs. But then they also are, I think, pretty clearly that team of like who just storms through without a, a round one bye. Like, are you. If, if it's the if it's, you know, round two and the Bills are off to play the Ravens, like, are you you afraid are you, yes. or are you pretty yeah. psyched? the I mean, the bills the
0: bills are the biggest the bills are the biggest mind fuck of the whole exercise because yeah. they it feels like they're equally likely to like not be in the playoffs at all or win the super bowl or like
1: win the, the like, super bowl yeah, yeah. No, i agree i agree and
0: and their adps are the adps right now we're like very confident that they're gonna make the playoffs and so like it's way too confident
1: yeah but but also like they are an edge i think so like like making sure you have some bills is important but you can't just like chase them up the board it's kind of like it's like um in season long best ball like they're kind of at like the jsn level where you're like this feels overpriced (laughs) the rookie we've priced this rookie up too much but also the last weeks are so important that we kind of have to get on board uh a little bit so yeah we're we're the room is kind of sucking the value out of the bills, but then like, it just might be that you have to have the bills. Like that seems very plausible.
0: That is, uh, I mean, that's actually kind of one of the things I like don't love about the playoff drafting is having to just be like, I got to do this thing so I can potentially have some live teams, but I don't think it's that good, but I don't want to draft 150 dead teams. You know, like it's just not, it's just not that fun. Like that element of it.
1: What's the team, what's the team you're avoiding the most right now. The is team, it Dolphins?
0: The team I'm avoiding the most is probably the Bills. I, I don't have I don't think oh, I've got because okay. I just started drafting this last week. I don't think I've drafted Allen or Diggs yet.
1: It's getting tougher. It's, it's, getting it's really not tough.
0: it's it's completely nonsensical to do any bill combination over Dak Prescott and Tony Pollard. Completely, completely nonsensical. I can't I can't fathom it.
1: Well, what about Now, I I wouldn't recommend doing this like every time, but what about you've got CMC and then Diggs and Allen are sitting there for you? I mean, that's a Super Bowl matchup, whereas Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott's, you know, cannot be.
0: You know what? I, I wanted to I wanted to throw this one at you, uh, because it's 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 like I think like potentially very unique, but you do you structure it in such a way that you start with two 49ers and two cowboys. So you've got You've you've got two NFC teams up top. The 49ers are gonna have the bye. You make you get one more of Cooks, Gallup, Ferguson, whomever. You take your Juwan Jennings, your Kyle Uzchek, and then the remainder are all from one AFC team. So you've got whatever way it breaks between the 49ers and the Cowboys, you've got A, you've got your AFC, and you can't draft any Ravens on this team um because you won't yeah, have you enough can. you you won't have enough to field a lineup in in the wild card round so it's got to be chiefs bills dolphins jaguars whomever but you can spread it out you could even do one of each the way the way the math works out if you're no you have to do two you have to do two so it would be 3 49ers 3 cowboys and then you do two and two of two afc teams from like rounds 5 to 8 and then you you cap it
1: off or with- you could just go all in on one afc team
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I've d i have think I've actually done it both ways. I did I was walking my dog last night and it was one of those where it just fell a certain way that the Cowboys drafter got another value. So we let Dak fall. And I was like, fuck it, whatever. Like I already had Purdy and Debo, but I just took him and I just rolled with it. And like it's very easy to um psyop yourself into thinking like this could be the team. But I actually yeah. kind of I, I do kind of just building on one side of the conference that way if it, with the two clear best teams. I kind of, I kind of like that angle.
1: Yeah. I like that angle too. Cause I mean, you've got to, there is, you don't want to overly focus on getting to the super bowl. Cause the super bowl is 400 teams. So you want, you don't want to sacrifice your odds of actually being able to put up points in the super bowl too much. But yeah. you know, if you're able to have this like, NFC conference championship shootout covered and then you've got the winner advancing. Well, um, it just
0: that's the thing is it might be the key to advancing 49ers teams and exactly. so, I mean we don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of playoff games left to be played like we don't know what the secret will be to advancing 49 There was some weird it was it was bangles last year. um so Jaguars and bangles of pieces that were really high advance rate, like pieces you really liked, but that you know, ultimately didn't end up making the Super Bowl that ended up really mattering
1: right. I think the the thing to keep in mind is like thinking about this in terms of like a reverse chronology so that you're not first I need to advance through the wild card round, then I need to advance through the divisional round, right? actually going, attacking it the opposite way. So first I need to be able to win a 400 team final in yes. the Super Bowl. That's then, so, that's
0: actually so smart. Yes.
1: Then I need to have the ability to advance through the conference championship. Cause I think one of the big things that people screw up is that's like, what if, what if you need DK Metcalf to advance? What if you need Puka Nakua to advance in round one? and sacrilegious has done a a lot of really interesting uh thinking on this and and covers it in his article where it's like you know that guy you don't even like necessarily need to have him first of all two teams advance from a draft so only one of those teams will have had that guy this year second a lot of the teams last year advanced without like the guy you need third hunting for the guy you need is going to put a hole in a bunch of your rosters right and then even if you get the guy you need and his team loses now you're in round 2 a more important round with a dead roster spot which is a, a problem right now you now you're actually down a guy so you you'd rather take the chance to advance without that guy you need and show up the next round with a full 10 players that's going to be a much more powerful thing to do so i think playing for the you know if you're playing for a conference championship shootout um and you've got cowboys and 49ers for example it's like well only one of those teams can make the super bowl but at least you've put you know you you, you played for an advance rate strategy basically but at least you picked the round where advance rate gets you to the final right like i think it makes more sense to kind of push all in on one side of the bracket in the conference championship round than like being really overweight mike evans and puka nakua and these guys who are probably going to lose in the first round of the playoffs.
0: I mean, I think I think that really is the, the, the key. I mean, you, you, we can talk a lot, but there really are kind of two strategies, right? And the two strategies are, I try and get the most amount of points, like really good fantasy players with my later round selections, or I'm taking the shitty players from the really good teams in the later rounds. And you're just so much more likely to get the the amount of money that you want doing the shitty player strategy right like you yeah. know i mean whatever the 49ers or the rams could make some crazy run and make the super bowl or whatever in which case you're you you know the the puka nakua drafter is just fucking laughing at us with our kyle use they're like you guys really took kyle use over puka nakua couldn't be me <laughs> But like you do need the los angeles rams to make the super bowl to make that happen and that just feels so thin
1: well draft, you know, like if you're gonna do that, right? If you really want to laugh at us, draft Stafford. Draft Stafford, get get Puka, get get Stafford, get Kyron, and uh actually benefit from when they they make, you know, you don't even need them to make the Super Bowl, right? Because let's say you've got Rams and you know, Eagles or Rams or Cowboys, um, and probably don't want Rams and 49ers because I think they would play each other in round two. Current seating, but you, you want to think through those things, like which teams pair with these guys that um will allow them to not face each other until the conference championship game. But let's say you've got Ravens, right? So your Rams win a game, they get your Lamar stack through to round two, and then you've got this super team with an alive ram stack and Lamar coming back with all the guys you stacked him with in round two. Now you're through to the conference championship game. If the Rams win again. Holy crap, you've got Rams in round uh in round three playing your alive team that you 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 paired them with so that they wouldn't play each other until the conference championship. Then now the Rams lose. They don't make the Super Bowl, but you've now you've now powered a Ravens stack to the Super Bowl. You got your bring backs by the team that beats the Rams. I mean, that's a that's a very f- powerful strategy. I think tacking on a, a solo Nakua to get through round 1 is a much less powerful strategy.
0: Yeah, I mean that is the I think that is inarguably the correct way, the correct way to do it, which is that if you are going to do these Justin Jefferson teams or whatever or if you are going to do these puka nakua teams or if you are gonna i guess i mean honestly the bills should be in that category they're just not there's just (laughs) they're just the expensive version they're just the expensive version of that but yeah if you are gonna do it do it in a more powerful way because someone will have the stafford puka team and that team's gonna project for so many more points than your puka Naked team with the Ravens or whatever, because just they, they have the opportunity to use two quarterback scores. You know, like that. Right. just matters. And, and I haven't
1: done that yet, but I probably will, and I'll try to do it. You know, it's it's unfortunate. I think the way the seating works out that you probably don't want to. Let me see what, uh, ESPN has here for the seating, um, seating chances for the NFC. They have the Rams as basically locked into the sixth or the seventh seed if they make it so that means that they're very likely going to play the 49ers they would need to in order to not play the 49ers they would need to get the sixth seed and then have the seventh seed win in round one so that they go play the 49ers um or the 49ers just totally tank but they have like an 88 chance to get the So that's anyway so you don't probably want to pair rams with 49ers but rams with ravens You know, that's actually, that's something I might try to mix into the portfolio as a small little piece of a, of a big portfolio, because I don't think the Rams are very likely to win, you know, one or even, you know, two games would be amazing, but even one game is there, they're going to be dogs to do. Um, And I don't want to put a big hole in my portfolio, but what do I, if I'm going to make that bet, it's just, I think a lot more powerful to pair them with the Ravens than let's say the Chiefs, because part of the reason I like the chiefs is because they, I don't think they're going to have the buy. So they're going to help me power through that team in round one to begin with. So if I'm going to take that chance with the Rams, at least have it give me that extra benefit of like, how do I get Lamar Jackson through to round two? If he has the buy, well, one way is the Rams upset someone in round one.
0: I think just as we're talking through this, I think the Rams probably are my favorite cheap, Jaguars I like too, but like, so Jaguars with the 49ers, Rams with whatever your AFC team of choices, because you do need, like, you have to, if you are stacking a team that's not going to be playing in week one, you do need to be thinking about how can I score the second most points in my pod or whatever, but you don't want to be doing it in a spot where you think they're, like, drawing dead to win a game or whatever. Like, if the, like, all all I just, like, the Browns can... Can the Browns win a playoff game? I mean, I guess they can. I think
1: they can. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's gross, but I think they can. Like, Let's see, their odds are 56%, this is per ESPN, 56% to be the five seed, 17% to be the six seed. So if they're the five seed, they're probably playing, what? How, I'm so confused since they chase. So the two plays the seven, the three plays the six, the four plays the five. So if they're the five, then they might be going to Jacksonville. Right. I think the Browns can beat the Jaguars. Yeah, the, the Browns I can beat the did.
0: Browns. Yeah, yeah, they can. I guess that's true.
1: Miserable. I mean, I, it's crazy, but like, yeah, the Browns are very... Now, what about the Bucks? The Bucks would be playing probably the Cowboys, how much better do you feel about the Lions yeah. against the Rams That's the, Rams a, that's than the Cowboys have? The Cowboys. Cowboys
0: have like this great season. Dak's getting MVP votes, the and, and they lose a home playoff game to Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who win their division with nine wins.
1: Well, it'd be a it'd be a road playoff game. They got to go to they got go oh to go to. Oh my Tampa. god,
0: it would be a road playoff game. Yeah. Oh, you can write that. You can pencil that one in right now. It's not going to change. It's not going to change the way I draft because. The Cowboys are a great combination of players that score a shit ton of fantasy points and Super Bowl equity and a team that I think is good. But damn, dude, yeah, they they lose that game 50% of the time.
1: It does make the Cowboys, although yeah, it's it's always scary to think about the Cowboys actually in the playoffs and you know they're gonna break your heart. But it I mean, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb going against that Bucs D, that seems it's very appealing. Like, that's all the, all could the, be pass the guys defense. you need. The
0: Eagles' pass defense is bad. The 49ers' pass defense is worse than their rush defense. Like it all sets up for the Cowboys throwing 314 yards per game in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what would be interesting is the Rams could play. I'm just looking at the scene. The Rams could be the, the team that plays the Lions. They can win that game. I think I might need to be a little higher on the Rams. I'm talking myself into them.
0: I'm in, I'm in. You, I think you, I think you sold me. I, I've not worked. I, I think I've, I think I've actually only done the 60 IQ thing of taking Cup on his own, <laughs> and and now I think now I think I've been talked into. Um, maybe not even Stafford, maybe Cup, Nakua, and Kyron, and then you just you know with a Mahomes stack or something,
1: so you get the. Well, I, th- I think I'm, I think I'm Stafford one of the wide receivers in Kyron with Ravens. That's how I want to do it to get, how do I get Lamar through? Um, and then like, if I get Lamar through and the Rams win, then all of a sudden, like that part of my portfolio is just going to be crushing in round two, you know? And then, um, I mean, I, I would also be open to like pairing that a little with some 49ers. Cause even if the 49ers knock out my Rams in round two, Um, it's a way to get through a Lamar stack that has, you know, Debo on it or something, which is going to be hard to do.
0: That is going to be, that is, I mean, advancing 49ers teams is like kind of the name of the exercise. So just like whatever Avenue you can take to do that, do that. Yeah. Like even, even two games of the Rams, even if the, even if the, um, the Rams only play two games, they still might score a lot of points in those games because it's so, it's just three dudes who do it. Although apparently Demarcus Robinson got like soul snatched by Randy Moss or something. I don't know what's going on there. (sighs) It should have been Randy. You know, it's nice to have him back. Should have been two, two man. Should have been two, two ripping off.
1: It was a shame to see you capitulate on short kick summer here three days before Christmas. It was, it was a real bummer.
0: It's finally over. It's finally over. Short King, short King summer has ended. You hate, you hate to see it. You do. Hate um, to all see right, man, it. let's get out of here. What can the people expect during the playoffs from Legendary Upside?
1: So, Legendary Upside, I've, I've talked about this article that Sacrilegious wrote on the site, kind of a guide to the format and ways to think through some of these tactics that we talk about. But we also have, um, with the help of Sacrilegious, Daniel Raz, Kyle Dvorak, Chris G, a tool built by Phil Manor over on Legendary Upside that is like a draft companion tool. So you plug in your picks as you go and it will shuffle the legendary upside rankings to reflect kind of the bracket that you're implicitly building out. It just helps you like keep track of like the bets you've already made basically. And then it'll kind of, I I think it makes the drafts way more fun because it helps you, like you're going to remember like, oh, I have 49ers, I should draft more 49ers. But you might not be thinking, actually, this is a really good spot to pivot and attack dolphins right here. Cause the tools, the tools pushing some dolphins up and you would have the, the knowledge to be like, actually, this guy already has a quarterback. He's probably not going to take two. I can push two around. I might be able to build like a big dolphin stack with 49ers players. And if we get, I mean, that's narrative wise. I mean, that's fun, right? Mike McDaniel playing his, his former mentor in the Super Bowl. You can see the, the universe giving us that. So, uh, you know, you, the tool kind of helps you identify some potential other paths and the most obvious ones and then I think you end up building some really interesting teams and, and honestly just having more fun drafting. So that's over on legendaryupside.com. They're called the Dynamic Playoff Best Ball Rankings. You'll see it right on the front page. All
0: right, guys, make sure that you're checking out Legendary Upside, and um, we'll be back whenever we're back. I, I don't think the the people are getting a cast this week. I don't think we're going to record it on Christmas Eve, but we might. You never know. We will, uh, we're, we're flying <laughs> by the seat of our pants on that one. But uh, week 18... Week with Peter Overzet is coming soon. I, I heard he's oh, already. Okay. I heard he's already working on his shell. So uh, look forward to that, and uh, we'll be back soon.
1: BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast, investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and not or.